Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast. This is a Patreon-exclusive episode. I am your host, Greg Simpson, and this is a very special episode that we would like to call... Miscellaneous Trans. Miscellaneous Trans. Delight. Yeah, that was perfectly in sync. (laughs) That was fucking bananas. (laughs) So, uh, welcome, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'm really excited about this episode. This is a unique episode for this podcast. Um, But I will say I'm going to talk to Averin first. Averin Keating, or as I I typoed, Keaton with the... We'll put an apostrophe on the end. (laughs) 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 I totally... I know what your last name is. I did not mean to... On the spreadsheet, on the schedule. It's like left off the G. (laughs) That was funny. Even Keaton. Keaton. <laughs> yeah, it makes some more... Uh, maybe it's a Midwestern thing. It's just, you know, we don't pronounce anything correctly. We're a bunch of hillbillies here in Indiana. Um, that's why I claim Chicago, because I'm like, hey, I'm <laughs> I'm kind of a Hoosier. Not really. Um, and you are in Dublin, California. And I want to mention your podcast. I just listened to another episode of it this morning. Was the most recent one... Um, okay. The one with the, from the spray tans? Yeah. Uh, spray tan, yeah. Spray tan. Spray tan. Yeah, that uh, solo slut, was that the name of the song? Yes. Because you played it at the end of the episode. I went and listened to it again because I was like, this is really good. I haven't had time to check out anything else from the band yet, but I watched the music video and it was really good. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about your podcast? Tell, tell the folks uh, about what you do. Um, sure. I, um, I'm a poet and, um, so when I, when I have time, I do this little interview podcast called waves breaking, um, where I do a kind of more formal, um, interview with another poet about their work. And sometimes it's a new book and sometimes it's just like a hodgepodge of different things. Yeah. I really like that episode because I grew up on punk rock. And being, um, I mean, I came up in the Chicago suburban scene and then as I got a little older to be able to go to like 18 plus 21 plus shows in Chicago, you know, that scene more downtown. Uh, and it's a very diverse scene, obviously very thriving music scene. It always has been in Chicago. And then I moved to Bloomington, Indiana, which is like the liberal oasis in the state of Indiana. It's like the one Monroe County is the one County that always goes blue in the elections. Uh, so very artsy fartsy, very accepting of everybody. Um, well, unless you get to the outskirts of town, and then it's basically you know normal Indiana. Uh, and now I'm up here in Lafayette, where the scene is not what it's what, been. What I hope it's 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 the smallest music scene I've ever been a part of, and there's basically no punk scene to speak of other than my one of my bands and uh, two other ones. There's like three punk bands in town. And none of them 
have it's just it's just a bunch of white guys basically there's um there well two years ago i threw a festival called uh trust women music and arts festival that me and um um this gal ashley set up and it was all um female artists uh and bands that all had at least one uh female member and um we ended up raising six thousand dollars for Planned Parenthood, which uh Oh wow. Um or actually it was a local thing that helped women get transportation to clinics if they needed to go because there's not one in Lafayette um if they needed to have an abortion. So it was a local um thing that helped women um who could not afford to you know, get themselves to, you know, provide childcare if they needed a kid watched while they're, they have a doctor's appointment, that kind of thing. So that was, um, pretty cool thing to have been a part of. And yeah, I, I would just say one it, thing. And since this is a trans episode, um, conflating women with female is, um, uh, not necessarily the best. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, if, okay. We, there's, we spelled it with an X. Does, is that, does that help? Cause I've always wondered about, um, women with an X. I've seen it with a Y as well. What are our thoughts on that? If we're going to go, uh, go on that, because honestly, I've always been unsure about what people prefer. Women with a Y, um, to me signifies more of a second wave feminist ideology where, um, women did not want to be related at all with men whatsoever. And so there's that. Um, I think women with an X comes from, in my mind, Latinx, uh, which was right. removing the O or the A from the ends of words. And to me, it seems like it's it's an attempt at a more inclusive form of women and feminine people. Um, yeah, so- my wife, my wife actually uses that uh, uh, Latinx quite a lot because she's a Spanish lit professor and t- and yeah. deals with a lot of um, Mexican and Mexican American literature and cultural stuff. And um, she always uses those terms. I was just, I'm just never sure. Cause it also seems like a lot of it's like personal preference and I'm, I'm, you know, I do my best. Uh, that's all I can say, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying, I, I'm trying over here. If you're learning and you're willing to learn, that's the important part as well. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm trying and I'm, I'm doing my thing. You know what I mean? But then they'll kind of stop themselves there and go, oh, well, I tried. It's the same you get as well. Like someone corrects you on pronouns or a name right. and they'll go, well, I tried. And then they'll get shitty about it. And it's like, no, no, no. You just need to go, okay. And then change it and right. learn. Right. And yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I guess just to wrap up that, that story, um, the the festival i mean it was definitely uh lgbtq friendly there were a lot of um people in the festival that identified as such and uh but in this town it was very hard to put it together because let's see we had 1 2 3 4 5 6 seven bands those were like the only seven bands in this town that aren't just a bunch of guys <laughs> bunch of straight white guys pretty much um but it ended up being really successful and um it's being entirely run by the um greater lafayette um younger women's task force is is running it now so um i didn't have a part of it last year but that's fine 
figured they wanted it to be all, uh, I don't know, no dudes. I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking understandable. I mean, at the end of the day, if it's done for women, it's, it's just, you know, yeah, that's, that's well, completely understandable. Yeah. Well, I pitched the idea. My wife and my mom both went to, um, on Trump's inauguration day and we probably shouldn't go down that whole road. They went to the, the women's March on Washington. And I'm like, what can I do to help? I'm like, what do, what, what am I good at putting on shows? So I'm like, there's a way I can help. And we ended up raising 6,000 bucks, which was crazy. It very, very much um, surpassed my expectations. So, hey, let's finish. Let's go through the introductions here. Let's, uh, uh, how about Mari Morton in, uh, currently located in Nashville, Tennessee. And I just found out you're from Wisconsin. Yeah, I am from Wisconsin. I'm from Kenosha. Um, so the, the, the whole scene where I guess both of us came up as musicians isn't all that different. Um, yeah, probably not. I've played quite yeah, a few shows in Milwaukee and Madison. I don't know what else to say about that. I, I got out of Wisconsin as soon as I could. And you went to Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> oh, well, no, no. Actually, I moved to Tucson, Arizona. I lived in Tucson, Arizona for seven years before I moved okay. here. Okay. Um, and when I moved to Nashville, I moved here to work on Never really panned out the way I wanted it to, but uh, I've had the opportunity to work on a lot of other amazing experiences experiences with other artists like uh working at wayne arama with wayne white he was one of the head artists on Wee's playhouse oh, and wow uh, Be yeah beekman's world and a whole bunch of stuff so wayne's a good personal friend of mine who i've worked with on and off for a few years on a lot of installations that he's done and um yeah you know i'm a multimedia artist i i make music i i make Films. I do everything from like eight millimeter to sixteen millimeter to ah. uh, digital video stuff. I I do basically anything I can get my hands on: sculpture, painting, whatever. So, Mari, where should where should people go to find your music, art, and all the things that you do? You can find me under my name, Donut Shop Death. That is my solo music project. I'm at donutshopdeath.bandcamp.com. Donut Shop Death videos and a bunch of other interesting art on my Happy Muffin YouTube. And if you look up Happy Muffin on Twitter or Facebook or I, I mean, geez, anywhere else, you'll find me at Happy Muffin on Instagram too. Happy Muffin and Donut Shop Death. Hey, dog, stop. Goddamn dog. Layla. I'm waiting for the cat to show up. 
the cat, the cat, cat is in there. The cat is in that room. That's why she wants oh, to get oh, in I there. Ma- I meant my cat. Oh, <laughs> my yeah. My cat's probably going to show up at some point because he hears people talking. Any yeah, meowing um, on the podcast is just fine. Pet show, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> this is the They Might Be Giants pet episode. Uh, well, we have that. That sounds absolutely bloody amazing. Have um, people that have. <gasps> how many oh, people God. have pets named Flans? That's the thing. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> I've got I've got Wheatley, which is my cat. My my Frenchie yeah, Merlin is very annoyed. I just picked him up to show him off. <laughs> it was so cute, though. Holy I, crap! I was cute. I was napping. He's like, uh, God damn it. He's he's very much like my my husband and I joke that he's a lot like Winston Churchill reincarnated in his (laughs) curmudgeoniness. He just needs like a cigar and a bath. Let's get let's get a monocle. Nothing to offer but blood, sweat, drool. Oh, and oh, little pupper. And let's let's head over to uh, Plymouth. In England, uh, and uh, Alistair Kensington, how are you doing? What? Oh, is it my turn? Yes. Sorry, I was too busy with the dog. <laughs> you give me a dog, I lose everything. What are we doing? Um, hello, I am. Who Alistair. are you? <laughs> uh, I am. I am Alistair Kensington. Um, I think. I hope. Uh, I I do the art and sometimes the voice acting, but mostly the being disabled at the moment. So uh, mm. sort of whatever I can fit in there and then hope to God that like my body doesn't go sleepy time now. Oh, goodness. yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's a fun one. But uh, yeah, I do sort of, I do art and I mess around. And at the moment I'm trying to sort of cover mental health and learn mm. how I work via uh, art and storytelling and making versions of me and a whole mindscape. It's a heck of a lot of fun. Very nice. Yeah, I like these because um, you just—I believe you just fairly recently updated your the banner on your Twitter profile there with a new. Ooh. Well, did did you do that artwork? Or I know you were talking about someone, a friend of yours who does does art as well. Who did the, is that, the art is on that your the two um, marionettes in the test card F parody? What I'm looking at right here, so on Twitter, B B R buttons, and it's uh, tic tac toe. Oh yeah, so that is actually so that's my two me's. Um, that's the Kensington Marionettes, Mister Miss Kensington, Mister oh. um, Kensington. They, they get an e- a part of each, and amusingly, Mister Kensington actually is the reason I figured out it was trans because I was drawing him like, oh yeah, here's the other version of Miss Kensington. He's kind of the puzzle piece that completes oh. her to make me. And then I kept looking at him, and I kept looking at him, and then one night I went, oh fuck, I think I'm a guy. So he he's very special to me. But that's that's actually a parody of Test Card F, um, which is a famous British test card of the uh, the little girl with the clown. Because all of my stuff is based oh. around like a vintage television studio. Okay, that's what I was thinking. All that designs around the the drawing was yeah, it's very neat looking, and the 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 symmetry on it is very hypnotic. Here, I'm I'm looking at it on the big screen, and it's a uh, very cool. And the, they have. The two characters have a button on uh, yeah, so, one um, eye. Obviously, the, the other button's fingers comes from uh, the, the other parents from Coraline, um, which is actually how I found they might be giants, too. And, uh, yeah, I wanted to keep that. So each one got buttons. So technically, if you put them together, they make a human. And then if you also put them together, but different eyes, it makes an other. That's very neat. So it's where can people find... Pieces. Yeah, well... well 
what can where can people find your uh artwork where what's where's the best place to go oh jesus um <laughs> maybe my patreon um a lot of my stuff is up there for free as well as a ton of old stuff which is patreon.com slash other buttons or there's twitter which is as said br buttons or there's instagram which is other buttons and then there's twitch which is other buttons i'm in so many places and i hate it <laughs> you know I was actually talking to my psychologist about that today about how the the Where you the end uses, up as an artist usually, right? Yeah, the uses of social media for good and for like self-destructive purposes, which is oh, like yeah. you know, like I have to be on Facebook. I mean, for one, all of my older relatives want to see pictures of the baby. But two, it's just like I'm in two bands, I have two podcasts, I have a recording studio. That's the reason I have five Twitter accounts. It's like ridiculous. Like I'm not choosing to i mean i'm choosing to do all these things as hobbies and like side businesses side hustles but uh like do i want to have five twitter accounts not really no. i only really use two of them but as promotional tools th these days you kind of have to i mean i combined pretty much everything i did for that exact reason and then left facebook because i took a break and then realized my mental health got so much better and also facebook pages hate artists so it's kind of they you know. hate yeah they they hate anyone that doesn't have money uh yeah. because they were trying to make you promote your post boost your post right yeah fuck and that. i don't have money so fuck that yeah i'm like yeah sure mcdonald's on their facebook page they can push thousands of dollars at just like a post but like i and, and i've tried like i don't know if you ever tried boosting posts but it doesn't pay off like we didn't sell any more yeah. outdoor velour cds because i put 20 bucks into one of the Posts about a new album. Doesn't Instagram work. is frustratingly getting the same too now. Um, because Facebook bought them. Promote that. Yeah, probably actually. That's that's fair. Um, they're now saying oh. you've got to kind of post three times a day, and that's kind of the best moment. And oh, uh, it's frustrating that they're all going towards money, and it's like cool. Small yeah. creators are trying to promote. You know, their creative endeavors are screwed at this point unless you have the money to promote. Well, yeah, all it's frustrating. Followers. It's frustrating. But I, I love having creative people on this podcast. Um, but uh, this is the Miscellaneous Trans episode. So let's get down to business. And I think I'm going to hand it off to um, our other podcast host. This is a crossover episode. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, yeah, so where, I mean, where I, should we start? What do you, what do you think? Um, I think it would be interesting to talk about... Um, how tempting it is to headcanon a lot of these songs as being trans, but knowing in your heart that they're not. Um, I think there are some songs where they're fucking around with gender, which is really interesting. Um, even uh, they, there's that one kid song, Even Numbers, where Linnell just in the middle of the song starts going like, you're a girl, no, you're a boy, girl, boy, girl. Yeah. Um, that always stood out to me quite heavily. I was like, what is this? What I'm are you like, getting at, Lamel? French fries, but you don't like French fries. You got socks on, but you don't have socks on. You're a girl, but you're a boy, girl, boy, girl. 16, 14, 12, 10. And so there, there are times where I'm like, fuck yeah, he's talking about trans stuff, but then also, I know he's doing it to just like show um, that the, the song is falling apart and that there are places in the song where opposites are being compared back and forth. And so that's 
that's kind of like a weird sticky place but in my heart i'm like he's definitely allowing a kid to realize their own trans identity definitely <laughs> yeah um, thing, it could still do that whether or not it's intended to, it can still do that to someone and that's right yeah this is it, why it their lyrics both. yeah this is why their lyrics are so great in general is because they're open to interpretation That'll do it for the teaser. To hear the rest, go to patreon.com slash this might be a podcast. We've also got a lot of other exclusives, one with Marty and one with Danny as well. Uh, And we've got buttons and stickers belonging to the Patreon. We'll get you all of that stuff included. So see you over there. Patreon.com slash this might be a podcast. (laughs) 